church boys. So, Billy, you're looking thin. <laughs> and <laughs> you colorful. Know, and, and, you know. You know so we, okay. So we had things to discuss, but I can't get past this. What is going what, on? What, what are you? What is going on with your hair? What do you mean? It's I. Maybe okay. it's just maybe it's just a tint on my computer screen, but okay. your hair what, looks what about like my it eyebrows. Might, it might be, let's. You might be pink. Is it pink? It, there's a little. Did you pink. just get back from the library? Let me tell you about. <laughs> let me tell you about my day. Okay, Tranny story time hour. Right I now. had it was crazy hair day at school for my kids, which meant I needed to put hair chalk in their hair because I don't know how to do anything else with hair. So I was painting their hair, trying to rush out the door. Wait, sister, wait. Do they not have a mother? Isn't she was this, gone. She left know, at 5 you know, a.m. for realize, work. You so this, I had is, to do it today. This is woman's work. You understand yes. that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so my woman left at 5 a.m. And oh. by 7 a.m., I had to try to figure out how to do this. Now, I it's just hair chalk, which is like chalk you put in hair. And so I you have to wet it and put it in. So I didn't so know I, there was such a thing. Well, oh, I yes. found this out recently. So I did it. I put it in their hair. And then I'm like, you know, I need to get a haircut myself. So... I had like a small window before a meeting. Did you cut your hair a, again? No, okay. no, but I was doing that. So I actually went to get my haircut somewhere. And it's always a great haircut when you have to ask if somebody cut their own. Hair. <laughs> well, it's it's very <laughs> strange. So the woman it like normally a haircut takes like 10 minutes right, right for me. This went on for like 35 minutes and she just like every little hair she would clip and then she would clip. And I have all these cowlicks in my hair. And so it looked perfect in the moment when she was doing it. And I was like, this is going to look messed up after. Like she was trying to get it perfect. So now my hair looks crazy. And then I'm doing work later on in the day and I'm trying to like make phone calls. And I feel like my kid's doing something to my hair and I'm just like busy. And and then I have pink and they they hair chalked my hair without me realizing that it was, and it's glorious <laughs> by yeah, the way like your hair chalk is like even on the on the hairline on the on your forehead yeah but how did you not know that they were putting i mean well, at how some point oblivious I thought, like, to oh, reality and things around you are you that you didn't even notice chalk being put upon were your you forehead? in a food coma i was in a food coma i at one point i realized but it was too late they had been do itching the back of my head and i thought what are they doing oh they're giving me a head they're itching my head so i'm doing work and then i'm like wait my head's wet like it feels wet and then i realized i had blue i have blue hair in the back which you can't see and then they put pink on the top and by that point i didn't know they were putting pink on top but i, I was like whatever i'm just gonna go with this so lucas, that's why i've shown up like this today. lucas let me ask you something if someone were doing something to your hair that wasn't just simply brushing it and perhaps getting it wet, how long do you suppose it would take you to figure out that something was amiss? Well, first of all, let me state that unless somebody is professional and licensed, they're not allowed to touch my hair. Not even well, not even Missy Slap. And I don't believe you don't dye your hair because you 100% dye that crap black. I do not dye my hair. I will stand by that. There's and no can, way that you're over 40 without any. We can have on. Everywhere. We should have on my my uh, my my stylist gal sometime, and she can confirm that if you really. Well, need her I to. think she'd lie for you probably. So let's start <laughs> that. I'll tell you. I saw I Lucas in right a movie. Away if somebody touched saw, my hair. Oh. I saw Lucas in a movie the other day. Did you? I did. So, I did well, in the Pen and a Thief. I saw. I watched the entire movie and I I really enjoyed it. And Lucas. Like, I had no idea that you could actually play Joseph, and you played Joseph very well. I had very little time to know that I was going to do that role. Because you had an accent and the, everything. So the kid in that film that's playing across from me is actually Israeli. 
And so like between takes, like he would like help me and coach me on like how to say stuff and everything else. So it was really cool, like working with and it's actually twins. So the kid who played across me, there's two. It was kind of like the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're both in the movie and we were able to shoot longer because kids can't you know, work as long during the day. So we traded them out. Mm. You know, one would work half day. The other one would work the other half of the day. Um, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So, so I got did to, you, did to work you know on my your, Did you know you were going to be in your movie? I found out on at the airport on the way down to Texas, there was another oh. guy that we had cast as Joseph who looked more the part, had a more developed beard at the time. I fortunately had a little bit of scruff, but it was not near what we would have preferred. And at the last minute, his agent called and said, hey, he just had this other offer. We accepted it. It's a longer thing, blah, blah, blah. And so and it's kind of hard to find somebody like in Dallas on a like at the last minute who looks like somebody who should play Joseph who doesn't have a Texas accent. Right. And so um, Don, our producer, he goes, hey, why don't you just do it? I was like, uh, OK. So is this and I like hadn't even read the script a whole lot at that point. Like, and I'm going of your movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was a, I was a higher level producer, but I wasn't doing creative initially. And then right at that point, it was basically on the ride down where I kind of found out, like, okay, you're directing, and we need you to act in this scene. And so I'm like, you know, I'm reading the script on the plane and planning and everything, and I realized, like, oh, I just agreed to kind of a bigger part than I thought I did. Like, yeah, I no, it's, like it's a, a bigger scene. part. It's Joseph, not like a one line thing. Jo Joseph, yeah. uh, Joseph Arimathea is that who you're playing? So yeah, yes, okay. it, no, uh, no. Uh, Joseph has in Mary and Joseph. No, oh, like okay. Jesus's father. Yes, yes. What, Penitent thief. I'm thinking Easter story. So we the cover only both Christmas and, and Easter, Easter in the Penitent thief. Thief. We cover okay. we cover all the holidays here. So yeah, um, yeah. It starts it starts with uh, uh, kind of the Christmas story, and you know Don, who wrote this book, it's called the the tale of the Penitent Thief. Kind of has a you know, uh, and the book does it just marvelous, like a way like where he ties in um, these two guys that end up on either side of jesus he kind of introduces them into jesus's life when jesus is younger oh okay and and so it's kind of like these like you know there's this serendipitous moments where they keep crossing paths and then end up together obviously all that is you know fictional of kind of hey what if this could have happened uh but uh yeah it was a lot of fun so thanks so, for watching that so um, i appreciate it wait no, so i it's is it available streaming or is it just dvd no it's available for streaming okay. it's on amazon prime okay and it's um is it anywhere else billy not yet but it might be okay it might be coming oh. someplace else oh soon. yes okay i don't know what i can say i'm like yeah i don't know who knows uh, but yes it may be very, very and soon. it's theatrical right now in australia so in oh, case really? we blow up big in australia this week that's right, All right. oh i am i am, I am in that's... the theaters on the big screen wow. look australia. at you look at you covid it's... could not keep you so away. are they able to fit um... your head and hair all on one screen <laughs> They had his hair hidden under, like, you know, I did. The, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know as though Joseph had like a Jimmy Neutron haircut, but oh, we, right. we hid it underneath the uh, the little cloth thing. But so, uh, um, yeah, it was, so it was get, fun. So now we're going to have to, I'm going to have to insist, and I think Billy will back me up, but I'm going to have to insist on hearing some of your Joseph here on the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that our audience deserves I think it. That Considering we how to, long like, we were gone and how long it has been. And the fact that we're letting you promo this show on your this movie on this, I think it should get a little taste of what what looks kind Joseph of like. Is. Hello, I'm going to eat a waffle <laughs> like that kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's been I like, like a waffle. It's been like almost two years since I did that part. Um, 
So I think Has we should really just get a clip. Long, that's how long ago you Wait did? a minute, guys. Hold on. I think so. The part really? of my haircut. Hold on. I don't mean to do this. We're back on your hair? Be, here's why. The part that I forgot to tell you, the traumatic part. I couldn't understand, speaking of your accent, uh, the person who was cutting my hair. This person never cut my hair before. And she had apparently said to me, your eyebrows during my haircut. And I thought she said something else and I didn't know what it was. So I was like, it looks really good. And next thing I knew, she took a comb and shaved over my eyebrows and, and like plucked well, them. Send, basically. send them out a little bit. They look, yes. they look nice. No, I, didn't, First, I yeah. didn't mind it, but I didn't know it was going to happen. Anyway, I'm sorry. Totally random. Story. I, it was a little traumatic in the moment. Now, I don't color my hair, but I do get my eyebrows waxed. Shocker. There's a surprise. Oh. That's did a, you get them waxed? Joseph does not did not have wax eyebrows. Joseph should have had a unibrow, but I did not have time for that to come in. Mm. So I'm going to eat a waffle. <laughs> That's what it was like. I can't. Wait like, no, he actually did a really good. It was I actually a very good job. Honestly, hey, I really oh wait, I can uh, I, I, talk amongst yourselves. And right. I can pull up a clip here. You think for you us. can? Do you, like on your computer, yeah. maybe? Speaking I got on, these... I got on my phone. I can play. Uh, All right. I'll pull Speaking of unrepentant. Thieves. Oh, yes. Yes. Before I we start the show, I, I have officially. To hear, we have to tell this story. I want to hear all about this. This is, and I, if you're listening, person, um, oh, well, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you your story. So I, we live on a street and the streets are very confusing. There are addresses like we have a number on our house. Let's say the number is 13 and the number of our house Another townhouse like across the street has the same number because when they designed this place, they were not thinking. And so, so it's like a different street. So you're like 1313 Mockingbird Lane and they're 13, right. And 13, they're like 1313 Lucas's Accent Lane. And right. so you're trying to figure out. So when they come to deliver packages, there's always this confusion. And we were running into this thing a couple of years ago. It started where you'd order a big thing from Walmart. And sometimes it's like expensive stuff. Yeah, I didn't know this and was still going on. So this is what? I oh, I never this, told you this. No, so, you told me a, a while ago. I thought it had come to an end. Well, we thought so, too. So oh. <laughs> because I, I had a confrontation, so I thought it ended. But it has not apparently ended. I love so it. this these packages would arrive and you get the notification. Your package is outside and you go outside. and There's no package. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, whoever has the package, it's got to be that, that house. They're going to come and deliver it to us mm -hmm. because that's what a normal person would do with a package that doesn't have their name on it. Right. And the packages would just go missing. Kids clothing food, all different kinds of items. And so my wife, who this is like her trigger, she will call USPS. She will call everybody and file claims and reports. And so she thought she had solved this. We thought it was done. And then she orders me the remarkable. Okay. She right. orders me the new remarkable for my birthday as a surprise. This is last and year, last year. This, yeah, right? this happened. We got it in December. So this okay, is like yeah. beginning of December. The remarkable arrives, but not to our house. It says the remarkable has arrived and she's like, that thing is hundreds of dollars. So she's like, you better go and you better find it. And so I go over to the house. Cause so we started going over and stealing our packages back, by the way, that's the part of the story that I did. we would go and find them on the person's front and, step, and we would take them before they did, because the theory was that they were taking them and keeping the stuff. Right. Right. So the remarkable is not outside. And I'm like, honestly, I've had about enough of this. I'm ringing the doorbell. I'm knocking on the door, and was like your hair colored at this. My point? hair was not colored, <laughs> but I'm like I'm just gonna have to. And so the person opens their window and they look down at me. They're like, "What are you doing? Who are you?" And I'm like, "I'm here for a package." Oh, I thought that was my package. 
what's your name? Or no, first they're like, what's in the package? Like oh, trying like to quiz opened, me. And they've yeah, already opened it. It's been opened. And I'm like, uh, a remarkable? And they're like, oh, my mom told me she wanted to get me that remarkable. So I thought she had maybe sent it to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is an insane conversation that I am not entertaining right now. Now, I was a nice Christian about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, can I have my remarkable that has my name on it and my address on it? And so this person comes down. They're like, where do you live? I live like right there. And so after that, this person started bringing packages over when it would happen. But the other day, we get an alert from Amazon. It's the most random items. Children's vitamins. <laughs> now, we get an alert from Amazon. Not that it's been delivered, that it was personally handed to somebody. <laughs> that, so Amazon is like, this item was actually personally <laughs> given by the driver to another human being, and it was not one of us. So now the vitamins have gone missing, and we've been waiting for days. So it's just, it's insane to me. Now that the this kids is, have scurvy. So yeah. The kids are like, <laughs> want, they want their vitamins. They want their Anyway, I know this is a long-winded story, but it is the most insane thing ever. And I'm like, how do you even... What is the uh, protocol? And and this is a person who just something doesn't seem right. Anyway, so I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do. I'm not going to knock on the door for vitamins. I'll file a claim with Amazon. But the remarkable, I was going to like enter the house to get it. <laughs> so, All right. Anyway, I have uh, I have a clip here. A waffle. Let me see what I can do, and I'll see if I can get you the visual here too, Chris. So. Play the waffle part. All right. For us tonight, this mass. I pray one day we can repay you and your family if you are ever in a time of need. Your father would be very proud of you, Dismas. I don't speak of my father. Why? Why don't you speak of your father? He was not a good man. All men for sure, Dismas. That's why we must depend upon Jehovah for forgiveness. You think everyone deserves forgiveness? I don't think anyone deserves forgiveness. That's why they call it forgiveness. You and I, we need forgiveness too. So was that you? That was, a, was, that, was, a was, that also, was that also you? That cow noise at the end was Billy. He came on set for a little bit. So, <laughs> so I want... I want he, he's trying to get his SAG card. I want... <laughs> That, was that a principal role for me again to add to my list? Yeah, <laughs> because count? there was a vocal. I think it counts as a principal. So I, I, I want to hate it and I want to mock it, but I can't. I thought you did a nice job. That was, he did yeah, do I a good job. That. He did. I appreciate that. Of course, he if, did. It, if, it yeah. been, if it had been 10 seconds longer, I would have been done. But. <laughs> no, he did. He did good. a very nice so job. So what, so what, and so I hope what's that going on, my second. So what's going on in that conversation, What that, that scene? What's going so on? that boy ends up being <laughs> the penitent thief. Okay. And so basically the way the story is written way to spoil it. The, yeah, I know <laughs> the family of the uh, I probably get fired from Marvel here for this. Uh, the family of um, these two boys that end up being on either side of Jesus. Their mom is like the caretaker, like kind of like the servant gal at the um, at the end, kind of like the equivalent of the girl who mows my lawn. So it was like and, and so Jesus ends up there. You know, obviously, Mary and Joseph end up there and have Jesus. And so there's this interaction, you know, with Joseph and they're there kind of for a moment. 
And then so but there's it, there's like a lot of serendipitous sort of, you know, um, encounters like that throughout it. So gotcha. the book right. has even more. That's but, cool. you know, we were able to capture some of that on screen. Oh, that's neat. All right. Well, that's yeah. great. So, yeah, I just uh, now I. OK, so putting all the pieces together now, hearing you talk about how the movie goes it now, this makes sense. What I am reading on the IMDb page, because I was going through the list of people and I'm like, what in the world's going on here? And then it said Billy Hallowell. And I'm like, what? Why does it say Billy Hallowell on there? And I thought it was just an Easter movie, but it's Christmas. So you had to have a Santa. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hallowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little gold. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys. Well, welcome back. We we kind of owe people an apology, I we, think. We for do. Well, Billy being does. gone for so long. Wait a minute, I'm actually the only yeah, one you were who the was only... available for That's once. I was true. the only one, and usually I'm the one who messes everything up. Yeah, but look at you, true. idiots, ruining everything. We did. We kind of screwed I things up. I was on up. vacation. You were booking, is what you were doing. You've been off booking. Yeah, this princess is trying to sell his book sell all over America. <laughs> I know that struggle. <laughs> Uh, this princess is trying to sell his book all over America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. It's so a no, we have we've been and I've been busy with some football stuff and and but you've been it's mostly been book stuff, which is great. Where it's not we're not it's not a complaint, but that's if you need an excuse, people, that's it. You know, it's a reason, but it's also kind of an excuse. So, but it was good. And so so how has the book thing been going for you? So, yeah, it's been going really well. Um, we're I mean, I still feel like we're like in the we're almost to maybe like the halfway point of mm. the initial PR cycle. Uh, so it the book drops May 4th uh, ships available for pre-order now called The Christian Left. And I've been doing I've been doing probably on average somewhere between two to five shows a day for like the last three weeks. Wow. And so uh, I did three. I did three earlier today. Um, and then, uh, and obviously, you know, here we are, but, um, yeah, I was in Florida last week, uh, did a couple radio shows. Where, um, where Lucas, where were you? So I was in Orlando and spent, Orlando. we actually went down there originally we planned a vacation kind of vacation esque because Chrissy's aunt, uh, or actually Chrissy's uncle had passed away, uh, last year mm. and had kind of a ongoing battle with cancer and. Uh, passed away. So we we went down there really to visit her aunt and kind of see how she was doing. And it was kind of far enough past COVID stuff that I think everybody felt comfortable, uh, you know, traveling and that sort of thing. So we went down to visit her aunt, stayed there a couple of days. She lives about an hour and a half north of Orlando. And then we decided, hey, let's hang out in Orlando for a little bit. And then like as we already had the trip planned and the, the tickets bought, I was like, oh, CPAC just happens to be in Orlando <laughs> at the same time. Chrissy was like, I don't know if this is a coincidence. Oh, look, we can go over there and get waterboarded. This sounds so, so much fun. So we did, uh, uh, we went to Universal Studios. It was actually a week ago, yeah, right. or a week ago today, uh, last Thursday, we were at Universal, hung out there, and then uh, and then did CPAC on Friday. So, and so how, were you I able to how were you able to tell the difference? <laughs> you know, the Harry Potter wands kind of gave it away. Oh, okay. That was the, uh, you mean the, the Harry Potter. 
at, you know, at it was University. my first CPAC. And honestly, okay. like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, oh, I'll pray for you. Met some great people. Saw, you know, quite a few people that I know. Um, you know, some of the the NRB crowd, you yeah, know, yeah. that uh, that was, you know, overflows there as well. Um, and did a bunch of press. So I think I did like eight shows while wow. I was there. So I didn't see a ton of sessions or anything like that. I peeked into a couple of them. Uh, mostly spent my time kind of at the press, you know, area, but um, got some good promotion for the book. So you bought tickets to attend in order to promote the book, not to go to sessions and stuff. Yes, exactly. Were you able to actually rub at all the golden calf statue of oh. Trump? Was that something you were able to? <laughs> so I have a great story about that, too, by the way. Um, first off, I did not even see the golden Trump statue. Okay. Tell people what they tell people. You need to explain because there's going to be okay. some people who listen so don't know what we're talking some, about. There's articles out there, you know, about how that at CPAC they wheeled out this golden idol of Trump, Which you they know, did. that everybody was worshiping to. Okay, my my uh, um, understanding of somebody who attended is that this was just an artist. Yes. who made right. this thing it was it was not cpac yes. doing this it was not it was just it's an artist who basically rented yes. a booth yep. to display his thing but anybody could have done it you know i billy could have rented a booth to you know show his earwax collection if he so choose mm. you know to not be a, able to not, do that not a bad idea and possibly one of the most interesting <laughs> things to be found at cpac if it were to be done <laughs> yes and uh and so yeah this was not a cpac um orchestrated thing it just happened to be there and of course the media jumped on that right. um i found cpac very sane very polite mm. very you know friendly um oh, yeah. and very oh, yeah. masked i also saw a lot of reports that all yeah. these people are down there without masks on the hotel was like disney level security mm making sure that everybody had their masks on the only you time take a mask did, off when you're taking a picture like i mean that's yeah. if that imagine. people got yelled at for that and really the only people that had their masks off were when they were in the press stations so right. like if they were doing press they would kind of step into those booths and then you took your mask off while you're on the show or whatever while they're filming but really outside of that it was it was highly masked event even my wife who hates wearing masks and will not wear one every chance that she gets she wore a mask and and chrissy was on uh Judge Janine, she did a <laughs> uh, a woman on the street interview with Judge Janine, and she actually got airtime on the show, which she like was just thrilled with. So, so uh, well, that, that's amazing. We've both met Judge Janine now. We could say, <laughs> so, but so, but but only on yeah. So, so that anything, was that anything was fun. exciting happening because Billy and I. Billy's been how many times you've been, Billy? Couple. Uh, one too many, which was once okay. in two thousand and nine. So maybe I've, maybe I've gone more than once, but I haven't gone since two thousand nine. I've probably been to eight of them, six or eight okay. of them. Because we had to go, I used previous jobs, I had to go with, even working with the Blaze one a couple times with human events and with Town Hall and stuff because they sponsored it. But anyway, and it was always, I always had fun at it, but in about, was it, when did, when did Trump give his speech at CPAC? Was it 2011? <laughs> That's his first one. That was the big one, yeah. right? About then it's when it started really getting really weird. I mean, it was weird before. So anyway, I've always likened it to a Star Trek convention. Which Billy actually knows something about. Yeah, I met Marina Sartis at a Billy, Star Trek Billy's convention. A, if, in case you don't know this, don't listeners, know. Uh, Billy has always been a Star Trek fan and has actually gone to a Star Trek convention. When I was seven years old Lies. or eight years old, I went. Oh, you I guess I was nine. Me, you told, I, went I thought you to said a, you were a teenager when you went. No, no. I, I had to actually revisit just those memories. just looked like a teenager. I, I was a little younger, actually. Okay. And I thought it was so cool that there was like a celebrity in town at the time. Yeah. When, yeah. Anyway. Um, I, for just confession's sake, I've been to a Star Wars. That's convention. much worse. 
I can't be it's much worse. worse. No, it's it's much no, worse. No, it's Star Nerd- Trek Nerdling. is so much cooler than Star Wars. Yeah, I don't like either of them right news. now, but I'm honestly Star Wars. I can't. I can't with the ugly baby Yoda. We're not going to have to go back to this. We've done this on this show before. I will I not would entertain. Go to a, if there was one, I would go to a Marvel convention too. I would not. If my choice was between going to a convention and looking at baby Yoda or going to CPAC, I would deport myself. That would be my choice. <laughs> Um, so now, listen. I I have nothing against. I love most of the people. You look at like C-Pack. Baby Yoda with all the color in <laughs> I love. And... I love the people at C. A lot of yeah. them are wonderful. Oh, yeah. it's, yes, it's, it's just about. I don't like being in a place where everybody is and like rah 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 on one right. ideology. And when they it all get me... when they all get together, they all all the weirdness comes to the top. Right? There's a lot of good people that I that I know that are, oh, they yeah. go to this thing. People I worked with, people I love dearly. Right? But when you get all these folks together, it gets. It's something. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I found it very pleasant. Now, again, I was not in all the sessions. Uh, I would go back and I just I love like the, I love the hustle of like the press and yeah. the meeting people and the networking. Like I, when I even yeah. when I go to NRB, I go to like one session the whole week, you know, just like and I've been doing that the last five years because there's just so much other things going on, the relationships that develop and all of yeah. that. But, yeah, I think that, you know, groupthink can kind of get a little wild sometimes i'm sure if i were to go i wouldn't go to any sessions i would just go to radio row and some of the booths the people i know getting to see getting and i do like that you get to see some because some of the people that you know and love this is the only time you see them during the year which you know we should go next year i would go with you guys and do like our podcast there if we did our podcast there would be incredible it would be is it forever in florida now or is that just i hope so because florida is god's country it's better than virginia for crying well or maryland it's also a cemetery, but yeah, I, Florida is a wonderful God's, place to God's visit. Waiting room. Chris is going soon, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, nice. In a month, you're going. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna hit the Disney World thing, hit Universal for a day, and so yeah. Uh, well, have, you, have you ever been to Universal? Negative. I've been to Disney World a few times. You're gonna How thank me Legoland? for this later. Hmm. The Jason Bourne experience. Oh yeah, I want to mm. check that out. That is, I love it was by far the coolest thing at Universal. The number one reason we're going, though, is that my one of my daughters and then my mother and one of my sisters are huge Harry Potter fans. So we said, you know what? We're going to be in Orlando for a week, 10 days. We better not skip. We better take a day and go to Universal just so they aren't complaining. We did the Harry Potter. We just went to like the traditional Universal Studios. We didn't do like the island of Mystery whatever toys. land or whatever. Okay. Um, and so we did the Harry Potter ride there and it was cool. Uh, the Jimmy Fallon ride was good, um, but the Jason Bourne thing was just unreal. Yeah. It was so so cool. Like the the is tech. It a, is and, it a ride or is it like no? You it's not a ride. Screen? It's a theater. You're just sitting there. Um, is it one of those they, motion things though? Nope, no motion. Okay. You don't move. You're just sitting there. But I mean, it's, it's not like where you're and then a screen it, comes up. A no, it starts to play. If it's so just a movie, movie I'm there's fine, no motion. There's no even like feeling of motion on it. Okay, you're I'll... just watching this thing, and it's they have combined this giant LED screen with live action kind of fight choreography okay. and like some set pieces, and you can't tell what is the LED screen and what is the set pieces. Oh, really? The way they blend these things together, it's super red. It's honestly, it's not that far from you know. It's, it has some similarities to Sight and Sound yeah. uh, in Lancaster with their kind of LED you know experience that they have there. But um, you guys are kind yeah. of torture right now with this. Honestly, I love because now I want to go to Florida. But what about like Legoland? Jason... Has anybody been to Legoland? No, no. why would I? Ever I have to not Legoland? been to Legoland, but they're building one here, and it's a huge deal. Like they've been, they had to delay it. 
But it's it's a huge it's an actual amusement park well, here being uh, like in New York City like we're just yeah, outside like of New York in City? near where I am outside of New York City it's about a half an hour away from my house they're wow. building this resort it's a full resort my son it's, would go nuts for it I I think I mean I'm actually interested in checking it out. I've seen some pamphlets they got roller coasters they got everything I mean it's really? hey, anyway hmm, whatever I like it. Anyway, I, so you went to CPAC and you lived to tell the tale. I lived to did tell the tale. Did you need an exorcism after? Was there no, any sort of? No, it was great. I did. I, I just had fun. There was great shows. And again, the press people were awesome. You know, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I would I would definitely I, I, I will plan on going back next year. So no horrible experiences that you could tell us about? No horrible experiences no. at CPAC. I'm trying to think if we had any great Florida story in general. Do we, need um, to call, do we need to call Chrissy down here and have her share something that you're obviously hiding? Did anyone poop in an aisle of a store and <laughs> get you kicked out when you refuse to mask up? <laughs> what percentage of your lives? Me. What percentage of your lives in Florida were spent unmasked? That's what I need to know. Give oh, me an estimate. Every chance that we could outside of Universal and CPAC. Hmm. Yeah. yeah and we when we went to Coco so on the way out of town we went to Coco Beach and we were you know it's it's totally out of the way but we drove you know basically from Orlando to um to Coco Beach and then uh we're going up to Sanford to the airport so we did the Allegiant deal and um at Coco Beach you would not even know that there was a thing called corona uh, I mean everybody other than the beer I mean, everybody <laughs> was unmasked. Uh, actually, a couple of the servers had masks on, yeah. but you know, not like tons of people, like a, this obscene amount. But it felt like real life again. It felt like a normal world, and it was really, really nice. And mm -hmm. so I was, I was quite excited by that. That was a great. Oh, I do have a, I do have a funny story. On the way back from CPAC, I won't tell you everything that led up to this, but um, I got pat down at TSA. Oh, really? And and yeah. And so the guy's like, hey, you know, we, you? we they they screen my bag, everything. And so they're going, you know, hey, we we need to because your bag got flagged. We need to pat, pat you down. And he's like, do you want to go in the back room or do you want to do it he right? Said, here? Yes, sir. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm thinking like I feel That's like the back weird, room that, is worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I just like. If you're going to do it, you have to do it in front of everybody. Like, I just feel like I'm going right. to put you through that. Yeah. If you're going to pat me down. You're never going to see those people and again. Doing like, I mean, it was kind of like like there was a when I was uh, when I was younger, there was a youth pastor at our church and he was riding in the car with a couple like two girls and one uh, two girl female high school students and one guy high school student. And he like he had just gotten out of Bible college and he was like he like turns around. He's like, OK. So I'm going to take the two girls home first. But I know it's way out of the way. And you guys might think this is really weird. But, you know, it's not good for me to be alone, like in the car with both of you because right. you're young, you're young girls. And move. then I'm going to take the boy home last. And they're kind of like just like totally like petrified. That was the equivalent of what this TSA guy was. He was like, I'm going to pat you down and I'm going to use the back of my hand and I'm going to take this right across your groin just like this and i'm gonna apply a little bit of pressure you know here and he's just doing this whole deal yeah, turn your head and off. <laughs> uh so they do all this you know chrissy's ready to like fight for me and like you know no leave him alone you know and so um why <laughs> is chrissy so much tougher than you i love she it. is he really is, <laughs> she is. um and so i'm like I, we're okay this is fine and so they do the whole deal and then they have to swab like my hands with like that thing to see if you've like been like playing, playing with, with bombs or explosives yeah. of some sort and the thing goes off. Oh, no. 
and I've never seen it go off for like anyone ever. And for whatever reason, the thing goes off. I have I had not touched a bomb nor a firearm in at least Next 24 scene, hours. He's in the back room. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm kind of mad, you know, because I'm going like, look, I you looked at my bag, you patted me uh, down and everything else. So like they took me back there. Now, fortunately, I got to keep my clothes on. But it was the same sort of deal. We're going to rub our hand right across here. It's going to be a little bit firmer pressure this time than it what you had out had, there. This time they were and cupping. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And so oh, they no. did the whole day and they like checked the band of my underwear, you know, to kind of like rub. <laughs> was, Chrissy, was, was Chrissy arrested at this point? Was there any? No. Way? I was made, she detained at this point? I made her wait outside. So. Um, <laughs> Well, good there's thing, that COVID. Good thing you're wearing you're, you're actually wearing underpants this time around. <laughs> there's a lot of jokes there. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. So yeah, that was my that was my return to Indiana. Um Jeez. pat down. Did they so, at least give you a coupon for dinner or something afterwards? I think that they saw that I was at CPAC and they oh. they uh I triggered it. I don't know. <laughs> It was. It was not. So great. It must have been you and Chrissy dragging that golden Trump cap. <laughs> Actually, here, plane with here's you. my real theory. So I have a working theory. I got detained one time coming back from the Bahamas. I was by myself, and I was preaching at church and uh, in the Caribbean. Was coming back, flew into Miami, and they detained me for like an hour. Really? And it was me and basically a bunch of you know. Um, like I would, I'll put it. I was the only person who spoke English in the room. Like oh. as far as people being detained, and I, but I had white shoes on, and I bought some shoes while I was in Florida on this trip, and they were some white sneakers, some Cole Haan shoes, and I decided to wear these back. And I have a theory that if you wear white shoes to the airport and you're a guy, they think you're smuggling drugs, and oh, really? so they detained me. Huh. I wonder. I wonder if that's if that's like if hmm. Test it out. So did, test it out on so your did, way to Florida. No, did Chrissy? What? How did Chrissy react to all of this going on? Well, by that time, she just felt bad for me because I don't think sure she, she knew. Did. She, you know, you, I didn't. I never told her what happened in the back room, and so, <sighs> you know, you never knew at what level. Call her down. We need that to. We, down you was. need to tell her on air <laughs> what happened in the back room. I texted her earlier. What's the? Is she still awake? Text, yeah, she's still awake. Oh, that's good. Did she have to be contained? You know, con con contained when you were being patted down the first time. Look at him showing off his three camera. I know phone. he's all fancy. What kind <laughs> of phone? I have that? like the iPhone one, and with one, and I dropped it and cracked the screen in half the other day. <laughs> this is the iPhone what? 12 Pro Max. Of course it is. If so, you own a media company. You need a phone with a good, and yet with the you, best camera. And yet you are recording on a PC. So, Billy, <laughs> hold your phone up again. <laughs> Did you get that? Turn it around. Is that a My Little Pony case? It's, it's a. Was, that's actually the phone. It's blue. Oh, you got a blue phone. I thought you. Yeah, I thought he had like a girl yeah, yeah. case on there. All right. No, that's the actual phone. I only order black phones. Only black. Um, I put a case on it always. Right now, I don't have one on it because the phone is destroyed. No. Literally, the screen is cracked all the way this through. Is, you want to kind, and this I'm is the kind of case I get. This is the case I get right here. Let me show you this. Should I show you this? Oh, if I can get it off of there. I'm it's, too cheap to replace the phone. It's this case right here. I highly this. recommend it. It just goes around the border of the phone, 
And it's I got had one like that. And it's got a little. Yeah. Rubber. But what about the screen? It it's got a little rubber lip that goes all the way around, so that if it hits here, it hits on the side of the corner or right here on the edge. That's what catches it. It isn't the screen that hits the ground. You'd well, have to drop it flat and have it hit like a have a rock hit the middle of the screen. Well, I have never cracked a screen on my phone, so I'm very upset about it. But I'm just going to wait till the phone's paid off. And then I'm not getting the newest one. I go like two generations back to yeah, save I money. Yeah, I, I just got this one. It's an SE. I love it. The 12's a, pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It's just about the same as the 7, which is what the, what I had before. And this yeah. SE is a, is a 2020, 2021 SE. I love it. It's exactly yeah. what I want. I don't need anything more. I pick up phone calls, and I will be honest with you. My voicemail box is full, and I am tired of talking to people on the phone. So I know because I really you didn't call me back the last two days. I know. Uh, Poor Lucas kept to trying to reach me, and every time he'd call me, I'd be on one of the most obnoxious phone calls you could ever imagine, and I'm like, oh, I've got to choose between one of these obnoxious phone calls. <laughs> and I would just stay with the one that I was on, uh, mainly because I'm lazy. So... Uh, we talked, we've actually caught everybody up on our lives. Lucas yeah. went to COVID land. That's right. Um, Chris, you've been very busy coaching yeah. uh, foosball, volleyball, foosball, foosball, what? Foosball. football. Yeah, what is yeah it? what it's just been, been football. It's been a crazy. It's been a so they moved our fall sports seasons to start in in February 1st. So we actually thought we were going to start football in the spring and then kind of work into the warmer weather. So we thought it would be kind of the opposite of a regular year where you, you start in the heat of August and you wind up in the cold of November. We kind of thought, well, we're going to start in the cold of say middle of March and wind up in the, in the sort of warmth of the beginning of May. And it didn't work out that way. They decided to put football in the winter. So we decided to start the football December, or excuse me, February 1st and we'll end middle of March, which means it's cold the whole time. And we spent the first three weeks in 14 inches of snow. So that was fun, but it's been good. The boys are, they're, they're three and zero right now. They won their first one, 32, 34, 24. They won their second one, uh, 78 to 82 to nothing. And then they won their third one. We won last night. We played last night and we won 56 to six. So, so do you waddle on the sidelines screaming things? Oh like yeah. I picture yeah, yeah. you just screaming things and I with a clipboard. No, I actually the pen is a pink feathered pen. No, that's I actually I insist on that the players carry me. So they carry I, me. That's like that seems like an impossible task. Are uh, there enough players for that? <laughs> there's not. No. <laughs> I just so picture them good. rolling him around like Veruca Salt from like just <laughs> rolling him around like a giant it's not even they don't even use a football, they just use Chris. They just kick him around. Let me ask you this. So <laughs> does your school system have yes. a policy on um transgender students playing sports probably <clears throat> okay we go with whatever well, the state tells us we have to do got it let they me like Chris let, coach. let me say this about that right now that has not where we live that has not been an issue for us does that make sense? Yes, that makes it's, sense. There are other schools in our area that we've had that that, that situation has come up, um, where the, we like we provide an extra. Uh, there's another restroom for someone to use, um, that kind of thing. So that has not, as so far, been something that we've had to deal with as a team yet. So. Got it. Okay. Well, what what else is on our agenda for today? Well. Billy John had a couple MacArthur, stories. Yes. Our friend John MacArthur yes, we, is back. We oh, need yeah. to, we need to talk about this, and it needs to be. Billy was wanting an explanation, and I think that, I think that, 
uh, Lucas I had think, one. I think you guys present. All right. So basically, John MacArthur, he's, there's all these headlines that he said, quote, I wouldn't fight for religious freedom because I, I won't fight for idolatry. Let me, I want to read the, the bigger piece of the quote because I think it actually gives his argument. It gives a good chunk of it. Um, all right. So, so here's what he said. He said that evangelicals are making alliances with Satan. And then he goes on to say, here's the actual quote. I told our congregation a few weeks ago that I could never really concern myself with religious freedom. I wouldn't fight for religious freedom because I won't fight for idolatry. Why would I fight for the devil to have as many false religions as possible and all of them to be available to everyone? And then he said, well, people would say that's a terrible thing to say. What about Christianity? Christianity advances whether there is religious freedom or not, and there'll always be religious freedom for all the lies. Every false religion is going to be free because it's linked to the kingdom of darkness that operates in the world. And Christians, whatever the label of religious freedom might be in its broadest sense, Christians are always the target, even with religious freedom, of the hostility of sinners. So the obvious reaction that i think a lot of people have when they look at this and there's more context to it he says more is okay but you have been fighting the government based on religious freedom arguments to leave your church open you've been upset with the government infringing on your right on your rights right so mm. you guys had an explanation before the show we talked about it a little bit do you want to explain lucas yeah so i mean first of all i understand how it sounds like kind of a shocking position for somebody especially who's been seeming to be fighting the man for religious freedom for you know the, the last 12 months um i think and I, I i'm sure there's plenty of things that macarthur and i would disagree on i think it's an interesting you know position that he's taking here and and you know one that's probably not the 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 most common um I think that most people probably wouldn't think of this. I think what he's saying is this, that as a Christian, I possess freedom to uh, and authority to carry out my faith and to live my faith because God has given it to me. Nobody can take that away. Uh, nobody can stop that. If they want to put me in jail, they can put me in jail. If they want to kill me, they can kill me. But he is basically saying that um, and really criticizing, I think, evangelicals who are making alliances and allegiances with um you know is islamic mosques or or you know other faiths basically saying hey let's let's get together in order to fight you know for our religious freedom um and i think his point is that you know because of these other religions are anything that's not of christ is is of the enemy that you know they're always going to find opportunity to kind of share those things and you know, but we don't have to fight for that in the sense of through a legal argument. We just need to operate in faith and the consequences that come are the consequences that come. So why I would, think that's the point he's making. So like, um, why would I want to make it easier for a false religion to be able to practice their religion when that the whether there's religious freedom or not is immaterial to Christianity, that the faith continued as, as if you look at China. Yeah. The church is thriving in China, even though there is no religious freedom there. And his point being, okay, listen, let's say that the 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 Muslim church, the whatever, a mosque down the street, and our church both oppose gay marriage, and we refuse to, you know, have a have a have a gay wedding at our churches, and they're threatening to close our doors if we don't have them. It's like, go ahead, close my doors. I'll still continue to be the church, right? right. And it's like, and if you close their doors, that's better for us because we don't want people going into islam i mean is that a, i mean it's I, a stark i think that's what he's but... saying and it's interesting i would be curious to ask him 
if you had the opportunity to make other religions to outlaw other religions, would you? Yeah, that's you know, a very good question. Because I think that that's, that's kind of what his position, it, it's the question that his position would lead me to ask. You know, do you think then, you know, if if Christianity were to win over the U.S. again, say the way that it won over the U.S. initially or the way that it won over Rome, um, you know, would you then, you know, vote if you could to outlaw these other faiths? And I'd be curious to see what his answer would be on something like well, that. Well, I would also be curious to know whether he thinks that that's if that's something he would actually want as far as like Christianity winning over the U.S. and being the dominant religion and running the government. I'm not sure. Is that something he would even want? Like, right. I don't. Him, I, wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine. Out of it. Well, and so he did specifically say that he wanted. He was trying to encourage Christian evangelicals, in particular, to stop forming alliances with non-Christian groups if they're trying to just simply promote religious freedom. Although, I I understand the argument as you guys have presented it. I don't have a strong view here. I think it's a really interesting debate. There is sort of this element of. You know, are we going to and this is not from a Christian perspective. This is more from an American perspective. And this is where things get muddy. Right. I think a lot of people have had a hard time, especially in the last eight months, separating faith from politics. Right. Yeah. But are we going to live as Americans who value the Constitution and truly value the First Amendment and defend those with whom we disagree theologically, but with whom we believe they have a right to religious liberty? Is there some Christian argument to defending the downtrodden or people who are being afflicted, even if we disagree with them. And if by defending them, we're enabling them to, to remain in a religion that we believe is not theologically correct. Yeah. I I lean towards the answer for me personally is yes. Yeah. But you, excuse me. That, you, that noise was, carried through. That was, was that, like a sound effect. It was like you were drinking your eggnog and something got stuck there. <laughs> the, uh, and so I think that, you know, there's just a fine line between standing up for, you know, kind of religious freedoms and and seeing that turn into universalism, which I think is the fear if, if that's let, you know, kind of just go to seed is like, you know, that I think that he's concerned about. And this is a guy who I mean, you know, MacArthur is at least, you know, consistent. I mean, 20 years ago, he wrote a book called, you know, um, something like why the government can't save you or something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is a guy that's that's always kind of had this view that. You know, it's not going to be Christianity necessarily through the government that is going to bring about this. It's going to be the gospel through the church that's going to make this happen. So, and was, so was um, he never making a was he never making a religious freedom argument when he was opening his churches during lockdowns? He, I, I, he I, my understanding was my understanding was. Listen, this is at least what I inferred. Whether he was implying it or not, I inferred that he was making a religious freedom argument when he was pushing to have his church open. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's like, there is not, I'm, I'm not making a religious freedom argument or not. I'm just, we're meeting because we're the church and this is what we do. And if you want to shut us down, then shut us down. But I mean, I don't know. I thought he was making a religious freedom argument, but I could be screwy. Uh, well, he it's, said, it's I have baited, his, yeah. well, right. I have, I have, uh, let's see here. I have some of his quotes that he gave to me when I interviewed him about this. He said, Grace Church is going to meet, and we're going to continue to meet, and we're going to always meet because Jesus Christ is the head of the church, Jesus is Lord, and government has a certain purview given by God, but it doesn't cross over into the realm of the kingdom of God, so we're going to meet. That's, kind now, of, that's a religious freedom argument. Well, I do, though. I, I absolutely do, because the, no. government, the government is making 
I mean, essentially, he goes on to say, I don't know what it's going to look like. This is not the America that I've known for many, many decades. It's just a bizarre reality that we haven't navigated in the past. I'm not a prophet, so I can't predict what's going to happen. But I will say this. Grace community is going to meet. I mean, essentially. I, but I see I could see him say, making that same argument in Canada or France or Russia or China. He could yeah. But it would still be a religious say, freedom he argument. He could say those, those same things. No, I don't think no, that it, it is. It's not a religious freedom. I think he's saying that it's, he, it's not a religious freedom thing. The government can do what they want. We're going to meet because Jesus is the head of the church and we're going to meet. Yeah, it's kind of like if the government wants to get in line and acknowledge the right that we have as the people of God, that their that that authority them. comes from God and not from them, then that's awesome. But if they don't want to acknowledge that, we're still going to do our thing, and it doesn't really matter what they say, you know. But, and so, but legally, it did matter. So that's the th we can well, see it's not a religious freedom argument. Well, he recognizes he that, that there is a legal aspect to it, but he's not. He's saying that whether we meet or not is it, it is the, the religious freedom is immaterial to that. Yes. So what about when he says the governor said the church is not essential? Some things were essential. Liquor stores were essential. Abortion clinics were essential. Grocery stores were essential. But the church was not essential based on the Constitution. Sounds like a religious freedom argument. Yeah. The governor doesn't have the authority to say what is essential. The governor has no constitutional authority to say the church is not. He then goes on to say that there is intentional discrimination that is folding, unfolding against biblical Christianity and the church. That is a religious freedom but I think, argument. But it's well, yes. Except that I don't think he's making it as a religious argument, religious freedom argument, esoterically. I think he's doing it legally. Legally speaking, we can meet. And if they want to charge us legally, our counter argument is this. But overall, he's like, because if if religious freedom had never been a thing, he would still say the same thing outside of the legal argument that he's making. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's cloudy, but you have three things here. You have the authority from God, the authority from the state, and the authority from the law. And so at times the state, you know, which we're seeing more and more, will do something that actually seems to violate the law. And it takes a while for the court cases and everything else to catch up and tell it, OK, yeah, you did have an over, you know, an overstep there and everything else. And so um, I think that he's saying that, hey, we have a right from God. Um, we also have a right from the law right. to be able to do this. And they don't have the ability to tell us right. based upon both of those things. Right. That we can and he can also meeting. say we have a right from God, and we have a right from the law. But even if we didn't have a right from the law, we're still going to do it. Well, let me let me let me filter you over to the Thomas More Society, which represented him, and here is their claim of victory: Pastor John MacArthur's religious freedom upheld there in Los go. Angeles County Superior Court. So they were they making got, a religious freedom argument legally, and yeah, yes, they were the representatives. And, and well, and he was signing off on that. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of a cop out. I do understand his position. I do think that. There were some other issues, too, with Romans, some things that he had said in the past that he he gave explanations for. I don't remember the ins and outs of all of it. But to, to me, like what he's doing, though, is it's not necessarily that he's saying that I, I don't hear in this that, you know, I don't want religious freedom from the state for Christianity to be able to practice it. I hear him warning against the church, you know, basically locking arms with you know the imams and you know all these other faiths sure that um that we need to be careful and really look out for you know the allegiances that we're making in order to get you know our victory across because i think that that is the danger there so i understand like kind of both sides of that i mean and i i really until this article i mean i didn't really even think about the art the type of argument that he's making that that's a different distinction i think it's a subtle distinction i think it's there it's an interesting point, you know, for people to ponder. But I, I think that the, the real takeaway for me is he's warning against, you know, kind of this this lockstep with with these other faiths. And that's and that's fair. I think 
where I would have a caution if you ran into a situation where people were really being afflicted. Like you look at Nazi Germany. If, if you were making these arguments in Nazi Germany as things were unfolding, they would be very bad arguments at that point. Now we're not in that scenario, but so, but I understand, I understand where his caution is. I just think I'm not pulling a Gina Carana here. So everyone understand. I'm just saying if you were in that situation where a religious group were being <laughs> targeted, you know, and based right. on, and their religious freedom was under, not just a religious freedom, they're very, you know, this kind of, language i just think there's a limit to all of it it's more complicated maybe. yeah and i mean to me like the argument works really well theoretically that he's making and theologically but you know when you have something like you know the 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 the, the muslim group that's being um you know really persecuted in china right now you know Leaders, i yeah. i'm for their religious freedom you know i don't i i there's no reason that they should be treated like that that is not that's i mean it's against human rights it's against all these sorts of things it's wrong and so, you know, I don't care that, oh, well, they're Islamic. And so, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me. You know, that, that's a that's an erroneous position in my mind, you know, and, and we see Christians, I think, throughout history. The church did a great job. It's rarely talked about. But Christians, you know, in multiple times throughout persecutions of the Jews yeah. came to their defense. Um, and and I think that and as well as to other faiths as well. And so um, I think that we need to, you know, champion the safety and welfare of all people as often as we can. And I was going to ask but, you, do you know what his position is like on APAC? I mean, is he one of these, you know, the uh, Israeli Alliance people like the, with the, with the Jews and Christians come together and really push for whatever international, I don't, I don't know, know where his that. stance is I haven't followed him enough to know that. It one. seems to me like there's a lot of people that would maybe take his point of view on the, we don't want these false religions having religious freedom. I don't want to say that. I'm putting words in his mouth. The, the idea of, protecting people from false religions by not allowing religious freedom, whatever that is, but that then turn around and say, but I'm good with Judaism, which is fine. It's that's your view. It's your view. But I was just curious if you knew, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about that to know for, for him specifically. I think it's an interesting discussion. I'm not saying I, I think we gave two sides. I don't have a strong view on it. I just think that it's, um, and, and there may be pieces of, I didn't listen to the speech. I'm reading it. And we know how that goes, right? There's always context. He may yep. have given, caveats that we haven't talked about i don't know i i have found him interesting throughout this entire thing i think i think that he's a very black and white type of person right that's how he that's how he strikes me interacting with him um i've always enjoyed interacting with him you know i think you can have the argument of you know and this isn't to launch into a mass conversation of hey we don't like masks we think they're stupid we think churches should be able to decide i wouldn't go to a church with three thousand unmasked people though I, I wouldn't have done that in the middle of the pandemic right so uh, but that's people's right to do, and they and they chose to do it. And uh, you know, well, reading, whatever. For, he, reading further on, it seems to me like he's saying, "I'm not fighting. I don't care about religious freedom. Or I wouldn't fight for it because Christianity is going to be abused within religious freedom anyway. All these other religions are going to get a pass. Christianity will never get a pass. So what's the point of fighting for religious freedom? That seems to well, be part of what. But he's I guess, here. but and I read that, and that actually disturbed me a little more though, because I understand what he's saying, but that's been the entire premise of the country in which we live that has given people the right. And here's the thing: the church doesn't need, you know, the gospel doesn't need religious liberty to flourish, like you mentioned China. But but it is nice when you have religious liberty that you are able to share things, because guess what? It's a lot harder right. to share things in some countries, even with Christianity flourishing, yeah. than if you had the freedom to do it. At, at yeah. the same time. The flip, the polar flip of that is, you know, taking for granted faith in a country where there's so much cultural Christianity, right? So, which we've had that problem. Yeah. too. I mean, look, I mean, persecution. I, I think I said this before the show, but you know, Tertullian said that the seat of the mar or the death of the martyr is the seat of the church, and so you know, when there is persecution, the church grows, and I think we've seen that. Although 
there's been elements of a lot of people have left church or stopped going to church throughout all of this. There's been also a lot of great, you know, kind of revival moments in people's lives. And we've heard those stories as well, you know, throughout this whole, uh, you know, shutdown and, and, you know, just at least, um, uh, regional, you know, attacks against the church that have happened in the U S. And so, uh, it's an interesting position. I think that, you know, uh, I I'm just for, I think there's examples in history. And I think that the U S at least once upon a time was certainly there, uh, maybe less so now, but there's been times where nations have celebrated Christianity and it's, it's been a good thing and it's given Christianity a chance to thrive. Um, and, and really that nation is able to then be a springboard to help other people around the world you know, uh, to be able to hear the gospel. So, um, man, if the state wants to get excited about Christianity, as long as we don't have to compromise or, or make a deal with them in order to do it, yeah. uh, I think it's great when, you know, statesmen find Christ. It just, it just doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Well, I hate you both. And this has been fun. Um, that's such a nice transition to the end. I really do. I really do enjoy the show. And here's the, here's why I enjoy it. We can talk about thieves, CPAC, Chris being rolled around a football field Me getting and, patted and down. John MacArthur and you being patted down. Did, John did, MacArthur, you can quote all of the church fathers and all these other people who you have time to read and the rest of us don't, <laughs> uh, which I don't know how you have time to do all the things you do because you do a lot. Um, and it's did, horrifying that, you know, all of these things and I can't tie my shoes, but we get to do these things. It's wonderful. Is that why you wear a slip on? Right. So uh, did Chrissy ever so wear Chrissy, white ones to the airport? Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy is uh, otherwise occupied at the moment. Pretending so. to sleep. So is she on the so can? She avoid the she's like, she's a, he's on the church boys. I'm sorry. I'm busy. So. <laughs> She's she is not I, messing with with no, this. She isn't. She, but terrible. I think that the highlight of the show is the colors. It's still. I can't get. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, 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 I did I, get them out. I, I, I did a podcast today, a video podcast. Um, and so it was a pre-recorded deal, and you know they had a producer, a couple other people, and it was over Zoom, and like the way they had it set up, like I could see myself twice. So like I could see my screen on the right. And then on the left was me again, mm -hmm. but like their version of me getting piped through their system. Right. So like a second slow. Mine looked like fine. And I I literally was like like Star Wars character purple really? on the left on theirs. And I kept asking them, like, gun, hey, I, I feel like my color's a little bit off. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like it was purple. And um and they're like, love, well, love. yeah, we, you can have a little bit of a hue. Let me see if I can. Oh, I don't, that's more of a little bit of you. You look like George Costanza after he went to the, to the Mystic like Healer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is even better than what it was. Like, the camera, like, helped it a little that's bit. Funny. But it, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. But they said it looked fine on their end. But I have a feeling right. that it could be purple. So. so We'll have there, have there been any have there been any nightmare scenarios in your book tour interviews? You don't have to get oh, specific because you don't want to burn anybody. I understand. Sure. I had one guy um, that he was very, very right, like far, far, oh really, far right that interviewed me, and um, I had to. I my guard was up on that show. Yeah. So no, it wasn't Billy. <laughs> um, but uh, well, that one, that one was a little interesting. I had some. I'm trying to think if there's like any specific question that he asked me. And then there was a, there was another show that like I just felt like the guy like wasn't fully like getting the concepts that I was talking about. So the questions were really, you know, kind of interesting. 
Um, Nothing makes me happier than awkward interviews. Didn't that you, you are stuck in. And then what about hate? Okay, so you sent us one picture. One. Oh, uh, I have a, a new picture one. of your face on the Trump golden cap. What kind of hate messages are you getting with this? Yeah, so I forgot to talk about this earlier. So the whole Trump golden calf thing, like I didn't see the Trump, the Trump gold statue. And um, and it certainly was not a, you know, you know, a central, you know, thing at all at this event. And and so but there was a guy who I went to high school with and I didn't I didn't know him super well. Uh, We had probably some mutual friends, but um, he sent me the most bizarre message. And again, I did not see the Trump statue. Um, I really barely even heard about it until well, I didn't hear about it until after the event. And he sent me this, uh, this message and it, this is all it was idolatry question mark. You Photoshop, you Photoshopped yourself into a Trump statue picture question mark. Can you explain question mark? <laughs> well, no, I can't because I didn't see no the idea. statue and I've not seen this photo that you're talking about. And then he said, what did no, you do, Chris? No mask, seen question mark. Like there's Compassion no passion for others, question mark. A rich man, which you are, he says. <laughs> <laughs> he must have me confused with uh, with our other co-host that has four houses. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm, so I'm the poor church boy. <laughs> a rich man, which you are has the same chance to pass into heaven as a camel through the eye of a needle what question the, mark okay. so yeah which again misquoting scripture yes i find you full of conflict to the teaching of jesus question mark i don't know why that one is a question mark why are they all questions they're all question marks okay so jeff I, I, I wrote this guy personally and i just said hey like are you okay like <laughs> i think i don't a welfare i don't check? know i really have no idea what you're talking about um, because, you know, other than when I did an interview, I had a mask on a CPAC. I didn't see the Trump statue. And I certainly haven't seen a picture of me Photoshopped. But there's a there's a group of people I went to high school with that. Why did are, you do this to yourself? Because I've done the same thing and it never ends well. By writing him? Mm-hmm. Yes, because it doesn't. Yeah. You're not reasoning with reasonable people. Well, I thought, you know, it's do I just delete the comment? Do I block him? Do I do this? So I've had to block a lot of people that I went to high school with. Now, there's some great people that I just love dearly that I went to high school with. I'm still very much friends with. Um, but there's this constituency of very left lefties that um, I know. I know that struggle. Well, they yes. think that I'm a cult leader. Um, they have like come after me, you know, all sorts of stuff. And so I've been told by other people in my class that there's like a thread out there that people that this group kind of gets together and talks about if I do something and, you know, because I've done a couple films and because I have books and because I do, you know, media stuff and they all assume and they, I mean, literally, I think they assume that like I was on the plane with Trump Mm -hmm. and I'm just like rolling around in money and everything else. And I'm quite happy for them to continue to think that. Is there, is there, is there any chance any way at all that Billy and or I could get in on this group? (laughs) Like that we could fake our way in. I would love it. I couldn't get in in the one I, that was existing about me. I, I would wanted love to. Be to I would love if I could to get fake, into yours. I would, I would love, love to it. fake my way in, right? And just we could catfish jokingly badmouth you, and then yeah, catfish them completely. It is really weird that people are this consumed by the assumptions that they have. 
you know, like I can't like I there was a thread that I had read about myself that somebody took pictures and sent to me because they were disturbed by it. And they were like, I can't believe people pay him to do what he does. And I'm like, what am I doing that I'm getting like, what is <laughs> in your mind that I'm being paid? Wait, for? I'm supposed like, to get paid. Right. I'm <laughs> like, what is going on? But but did this guy write back to you at all? No, he hasn't written back yet. It's uh, I'm, I was kind of disappointed. So but I was told by a couple people in my class that he's done this to a few people that like he sees doing like conservative you know, ish things. So, uh, and honestly, I just felt bad for him. I felt bad because I don't know. I mean, to me, like that message does not read like somebody who that is either sober or, or sane at the moment. So you oh, think, so. but you think, Dave, I've you been think Googling. I'm, you think I'm, you think I'm kidding. I want to find a, I, if you can find a way for us, I can to give get you in, a couple names. That I you could probably, would uh, love to get in. And just, I, oh, I'm Googling it right skill? now. Is this the anti Is this Lucas a Facebook group? thread? It's a, it's in theory, a Facebook thread. So, yeah, like a group, an anti-Lucas. So, oh, let's see if I can get in on this. Oh my gosh, I hope it's a group. Oh, yeah. There was also there's a uh, there's like a spoof Lucas Miles on Twitter too, which was like not like a fake account, but like a parody account. And I have no <laughs> idea who does that one. Oh, you should you sh wait. There is. Yeah, I don't think they've posted in a while. Yeah, it's called you know, at. <laughs> yeah, they 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 don't they don't have a whole lot of traction. They haven't posted in a while, but um, Lucas Miles. Uh, no, it's it's dated. Yeah, they, they it's been years since they posted, right. but it, this was uh, it's at not Lucas Miles. It's, it's, it should be at, <laughs> at Lucas Miles with two S's. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yes, so. what is this picture of you? Um, <laughs> I love. <laughs> Wait, this is really. I weird. hope this account blows up this week. Can I follow them? Who wait? All right, so they're following three. They're following Chrissy, you, and the church, <laughs> which is our old church. What, your, what is it? What is it again? Yeah, it's quite a few. It's not Lucas Miles. This is a little creepy. They're like following all a lot of your stuff, like movies you've done, and yeah, one of the people they're following is the oh, person is responsible great. for it. And, and one photo is just wonderful. Taken for Robert Downey Jr. Hashtag <laughs> This is my week. <laughs> Might have to dress up as Iron Man and make an appearance in Rodeo. I love this movie. pic. Love this. I love this pic. Our photographer took of me on location at <laughs> Rona Rona Ranch for the filming uh, of no, Rodeo. That's Girl actually movie. him retweeting the actual Lucas. <laughs> oh, that's actually a Lucas tweet. <laughs> that's actually a Lucas tweet. That's funny. Oh my gosh! I, I didn't know that. Was, oh. Sometimes I just wish I had my BlackBerry again. Some things <laughs> there's some things my iPhone can't do. <laughs> Late dinner tonight. I could do Chipotle or Froyo. <laughs> Wondering if there's a connection between Iron Man and Grace. Oh my gosh! Apparently, you're a Burn Notice fan. Burn notice, yeah. They, I mean, they have they have me down pretty good. So, it's a little weird. I mean, listen. Whenever I've had this happen, people just try to get money from people. This is very entertaining. Yeah, this so, is great. I'm gonna have to follow this. Hopefully, they put some more stuff up. Right. I. I mean, you need to retweet it. Oh, uh, you that guys is... really are a nightmare to work with. I think that our fan base is gonna be very excited about this yeah, episode. They are. Especially Scanlon. So, Scanlon's been too. missing us. Scanlon, poor Scanlon. The attacks on the Pope this week with the rainbow or the with the flooding. <laughs> Not poor Scanlon. Scanlon and the Pope asked for this. Both of them. <laughs> that, and that I B, will tell that you the article about the Pope admitting that he suddenly realized he'd been reading the Bible upside down. 
You know, as Kate Scanlon, by the oh, way, no. is going to be a TV correspondent. Oh, Do you know Lord. this? This is no, I no, I did not know this, but this is yes. the worst news I've had all week. Yeah, she is going to be a TV correspondent for a new show. Why on EWTN? Why? Yeah, because she has a lot of news to present to us, and I cannot wait. I cannot we wait should... for her to do on the street, man on the street interviews. That oh. is what I will live for. We, should, you know we what? need to get her back on. We need to book her so she can talk about her being on television. <laughs> I have been trying to. I'm doing a, a book trailer for the Christian Left, and we're filming it, and we have like kind of the the story, you know, script and everything for it. And but I want to like do kind of the talking portion in you know a really cool kind of old church and you know protestant churches mm -hmm. i mean you know there's some things they're yeah. great at but looking cool is usually not one right. of them right and uh so i reached out to a couple catholic churches and it was like they were like oh yeah we can do that what's it for and i'm like oh, well no. it's for a book trailer well what's the book called no, and then no. i told them the book title and they're like oh yeah, yeah we can't do that and so um but i just and I, I won't say where or who but i just got connected to a um more conservative parish hmm. and uh, i talked to the priest today and he was awesome good uh younger guy and he was like oh he's like i totally know who you are he's like i've i've seen some of your stuff and yeah would love to partner with you on this let's let's figure it out blah blah blah. and so it was really cool i mean it was i'm excited that there's that there are catholic churches that are like that still so. are they aware that you're going to be delivering this script during a drag queen story hour that you're going to host inside the church <laughs> says the man with the rainbow color <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 is that a chia pet behind you? Me? I on the yes. top shelf. Over your is left. It, I'm in Chrissy's office. I don't... No, it's just like a little like um fake plant thing. I feel like it's gonna come alive. It's actually really <laughs> disturbing me. These LED lights light up her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> is that an SAT book behind you? I, I'm in my wife's office. I have no idea. The church boys. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. To avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out to put an X to put someone's initials on them. Not, not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Not a great. That's disgusting.